I feel like that's the destiny of all house cats is yeah. they, they think they're going to grow up and do something worthwhile. That's why right. they, uh, you know, they, they train themselves with all the toys mm-hmm. and jumping around because they think they're going to actually be hunters and vicious and all this stuff. But then they eventually just become Garfield in real life. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Except my cat doesn't like lasagna. I mean, yeah, I keep throwing forkfuls of lasagna at his face. <laughs> He's just like, he put like a pan. Like it. Yeah. <laughs> I whip the whole pan across the room and let it hit the wall and go all over the place. And he just runs away like he's scared instead of eating it. Well, do you do you show him how to eat it? You're supposed to like pick it up with your fingers and mm. just throw it in your face like <laughs> yeah, Garfield, you know? Right. Just rub um, it into my yeah, beard. Yeah, rub it into your beard yeah. and everything. Yeah. Do you do you do that? I do. Um, okay. And I just to make him feel more comfortable, I usually don't wear any clothes because mm-hmm. cats don't wear clothes. Yeah. So yeah. So usually I just whip a lasagna at the wall, let it explode all around the room. And then in the nude, pick it up off the floor and rub it into my beard. And it just doesn't seem to be working. So I don't know. Okay. I think trying. Yeah. I think maybe next time Mm -hmm. put on underwear and see, see if that works. Yeah. Maybe that'll work. Who knows? I don't know. I've heard that. It's worth a try. I've heard that cats are comfortable around underwear. (laughs) You never know. (laughs) So with that thought in mind, greetings, citizens of Earth. Welcome to Accelerative Thrust. I'm Dan. And I'm Eric. And today we have a very exciting episode. We are going to be talking to Keokuk-based singer-songwriter and also multi-instrumentalist, very talented artist, Nalani Proctor. Mm-hmm. Um, I was first introduced to Nalani uh, through her group called the PBJs a few years ago. She uh, performed a couple of times in Muscatine. And she's also affiliated with the wonderful Closet Witch. I'm excited to talk to her about that. Uh, Well, not just the Closet Witch thing, but I'm excited to talk to her about everything. Uh, uh, It looks like she has a very exciting, interesting um, history with music. And she's involved and has been involved in several projects of different genres, varying from uh, the synth pop retro wave, as she described it, finally some action. Whom Nala- I love, by the way. Yes, finally some action is awesome. Mm-hmm. And it looks like she was also in some punk bands in the past, and mm-hmm. she embraces both electronic and um, the uh, her solo stuff under her name, Nalani Proctor, mm-hmm. is also fantastic. You might recall that we reviewed one of her EPs, Mm-hmm. Um, I think, uh, well, I don't know how far back that was. That was a few episodes back. Yeah. Um, so I would, uh, strongly recommend you, uh, check her out. Um, and, uh, so I also want to remind you that, uh, you can uh, listen to us on Spotify content made right. And, uh, where else am I thinking? Amazon. Mm-hmm. And, um, what and else go- am I missing? Google. 
Google. That's right. <laughs> yes, we're on Google. We're on. I say Google now. Google. Yes. Google. It sounds uh, fancier. <laughs> Google. Hey, did I ever tell you this is so dumb? And I'm sorry to interrupt. When I was young, my dad went on a um, business trip to Texas, and then he mm-hmm. was at the uh, the hotel bar, and he called mm-hmm. me, and um. And he said, Hey, Eric, uh, you're never going to guess who I'm hanging out with. And I was like, who? And, and then he said, uh, I'm hanging out with the, uh, the goo goo girls. And I said, who the hell are the goo goo girls? Yeah. He was pretty proud. That's all. Ever since then, I've called them the goo goo girls. The goo goo girls. Yeah. But recently I've been calling them the Google dolls because I think that's really funny. The Google dolls and the yeah. Goo Goo Girls. Right. So wow. That's how my story wow. related. Yeah. I forgot that the Goo Goo Dolls even existed as a band. <laughs> I, 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 I don't want to piss off the Goo Goo Dolls. I hear they're very, very angry. I mean, I also run their um, their fan page on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So And how's that I mean, going for you? I like them a lot. I just mm-hmm. don't talk about it very often because, you know. It's going okay. We um, we share a lot of the same members as um, Candlebox is pretty. Oh, Candlebox, yeah, yeah, yeah those guys. The same people are into that. Um, so is it Google Box now? Yeah, that's what it's called. Uh, okay, Google Box, Google Google Box, Google Box. Yeah, that sounds like fantastic stuff. Uh, so yeah, ladies and gentlemen, you should check out Google box, uh, Eric, uh, Eric's new project, yeah. uh, that he's been keeping secret for years. Yeah, it's on MySpace and, uh, geo cities and also mm-hmm. Facebook angel fire and angel fire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. ICQ. I don't even know what that is. Yeah. ICQ was like the first, the very first, like almost social media like Mm, and all it was you actually like um you made a profile but it was just a chat messenger it was basically facebook messenger but you actually you had a you had a profile that was just Hmm. icq but i see you didn't like post things like say on like myspace like you you know what i mean anyway yeah this is all yeah i see a Um, lot i thought you meant like you see q like you like on reddit you see a lot of posts from q oh anon yeah Mm -hmm. okay yeah uh well no q stands for queensryche though queensryche anonymous Queensryche Anonymous. That's actually the Facebook page I'm going to start. Yes. Queensryche Anonymous. My name's Eric and I'm a Queensryche fan. (laughs) So you're going to be running the Goo Goo Box and the Queensryche Anonymous. So ladies and gentlemen, please check out Eric's new projects. Um, He's heavily into promoting them right now. (laughs) So uh, ladies and gentlemen. It's Google Box and what else? Oh, Queensryche Anonymous. Okay. Queensryche Anonymous. Yeah. Q (laughs) Anonymous. all right jet city woman uh anyway (laughs) ladies and gentlemen um oh gosh i don't even remember what the things about our podcast anymore like that just took my memory we were in the middle of the um the the uh, old social media rundown yeah well i guess if you guys at this point would really if you guys really want to message us or, mm-hmm. you know, send us a comment. I suppose you could visit Instagram or Facebook, 
on mm-hmm. our uh, official pages. And uh, especially if you're in a local band and by local, I mean, Iowa, Illinois. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, just send us all the love and hate that you feel is necessary. Um, yeah. so <laughs> we'll embrace it all in one way or another. Uh, but for serious, seriously though, folks, if you have an artist that you would like us to feature in some way, whether it's a review or, um, whether it's, uh, you know, an interview, if you have any requests or anything like that, let us know We're uh, we're looking forward to, uh, doing a lot more episodes. Also, I want to remind everybody that the next episode, uh, episode number 50 is our hair metal episode. So if you guys mm-hmm. have a specific record from that era that you would like us to review, let us know. And if you're into hair metal, uh, make sure you prepare for this episode. If you're not into hair metal, you should still listen to it anyway. Yeah. I, yeah that, for sure. That's my suggestion. That's my suggestion. So, yeah, I think that brings us to um, some interesting news here. Um, <laughs> yeah. I have to give you credit, man. You're uh, you're the one who found the news this week because I was slacking, hardcore. Yeah, no problem. And I gotta, I gotta tell you, he found a couple of buttes here, man. Just <laughs> pure buttes. Which one do you want to start with, Eric? I don't care. You go for it. I actually right, forgot go. what I what I sent you. So, okay, I'm kind of well, dumb like that, but it makes life kind of more interesting. Everything's it, a yeah. surprise. So, yeah, you don't you don't have to remember everything. I mean. If you did, life would be boring and less interesting. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so let's start off with the woman blows out a giant booger 20 years after a childhood bead stuffing incident. Yeah. Okay. Man. So wow. this Georgia woman, this poor Georgia woman, because this has to be, I mean, she. I don't understand. I don't see how she couldn't have been in pain for 20 years straight. Yeah, uh, I don't know. She was shocked that a huge booger in her nose was actually a bead that had been lodged in there for two decades. And she actually documented this on TikTok. Um, and it racked up over 7.6 million views. Hoping to get to the root of her problem, she examined her nostrils with an earwax camera. I didn't oh, yeah. know they actually made earwax cameras. That- yeah, I have one of those. Really? Like, can you actually see the inside of your ears? Yeah. Um, and I, I'm actually not lying this time. I really do have. Okay. One. Um, I, I thought that maybe I had, you know, build up in my ears. And so, um, I saw some dumb ad or whatever, and I was like, Oh, I'll give it a try. And, um, and then I just, I didn't have very much stuff in my ears at all. It was like, wow. I was sort of disappointed that I didn't have a bunch of shit in my ears. Um, but <laughs> I don't know. Was, now I'm stuck with this little tiny camera thing and I don't know what to do with it. And let's just say I've exhausted all physical possibilities. <laughs> okay. I, you know, here's the thing. I've, I struggled with ear infections, like growing up, like huh. constantly. And, uh, so, I mean, I knew there was like earwax cameras that the doctors used, but I had no idea. Like you could actually buy one for like home. Yeah, um, totally. I may need to invest in that because I think, and I'm not lying here either. I've thought uh, my ears actually get plugged up. I actually have like excessive wax problem. Well, 
If you want mine, you can have it. <laughs> really? Yeah, we could um, wash it or or something. I mean, <laughs> um, you haven't done that yet. Like, I, I mean, mean you, I mean, real good. So, but the thing that I wanted to, I think the thing that we're missing out on here is an opportunity when you said wash it real good. Uh huh. Uh, to say wash it real good. Oh, baby, baby. Baby, baby. Wash it real good. Oh, I love salt and pepper, man. I like that song a lot. I, I've not oh, listened yeah. to a lot of salt and pepper uh, other than the hits, you know? Yeah, well, but I like here, the hits. I, I, yeah, I love the hits. Uh, and I she, really like Push It. It's it's like oh um, god, it's classic. It's like almost like a late electro hit. Anyway, yeah, it's really, really <laughs> no, no, yeah. We haven't hey, even man, talked I, about this giant booger at all. Like, well, okay, let's stay on yeah let, let's let's break <laughs> let's break down break down the story here so uh yeah anyway uh well i mean there really isn't that much more to say about it i mean she it turns out she had a bead that was stuck in her nose for 20 years and she thought it was a booger <laughs> and it was this giant blue bead like there's actually a picture of it here yes, on the yeah. ny post article that you sent me and it's you can watch a TikTok video about it. 7.6 million views, man. Wow. That, that's a like, popular I, booger. <laughs> that's a very popular booger. Uh, well, is it a bead or is it a booger? I guess we'll it's never know. Bead. It's yeah, a booger bead. bead. There you go. Booger bead. So yeah. <laughs> giant blue booger bead. Yeah. So that's the first news story, the giant blue booger bead. Now, this next one I but found. But that's not it. It's not it. <laughs> uh, this one I found particularly intriguing, Eric. Ooh, a broken yeah. toilet means SpaceX crew is stuck using diapers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, SpaceX. All right. You don't want to uh, you make sure you say SpaceX and not X-Lax, because that might be a big problem. <laughs> yeah, Space X-Lax. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Her three crewmates and their SpaceX capsule... So, yeah, they had to deal with, like, a toilet leak, pulling up panels in their SpaceX capsule and discovering pools of urine. The problem was first noted during SpaceX's private flight in September when a tube came unglued and spilled urine beneath the floorboards. SpaceX fixed the toilet. I love how they say SpaceX fixed it. Because <laughs> um, that sounds like a robot fixed it or something. Right. Call in SpaceX. Um, <laughs> they fixed the toilet on the capsule awaiting liftoff, but deemed the one in orbit unusable. Mm. So engineers determined that the capsule, this I'm reading this word for word. Yeah. Engineers determined that the capsule had not been structurally compromised by the urine <laughs> and was safe for the ride back on the culinary side. <laughs> the astronauts grew the first chili peppers. Oh yeah. That's responsible. Very responsible. Yeah. Okay, if you had a broken toilet and you had to shit in a diaper, would you really spend your time growing hot peppers? I mean, come on, man. <laughs> like, everyone just stick to solid carbs, protein. Let's not mix anything mushy, hot, oniony. I mean, I'm not trying to be gross here, but come on, you're wearing a diaper. Let's. Well, uh, like we don't need to spice things up right now, you know? Okay, so here's the thing, though. It says here that they have a nice spiciness to them, 
a little bit of a lingering burn. <laughs> then it says some found that more troublesome than others. <laughs> oh my God. That, uh, this, this, this world we're living in, there's no way this is not a simulation at this point. I agree with you, but also anyone running this simulation should probably just turn it off at this point. They can't look at it and be like, yeah, this is going to turn out fine. You know, I mean, like, are you really proud of what you've created here? Yeah. Or unless we're going by the old uh, clockmaker kind of idea, you know, someone mm -hmm. made the universe and then just let it go and they're not actually yeah. monitoring it or doing any, anything like right. that. Right. It's just, it's just like uh, developing things on, on its own. Do you, you think that like video games are like uh, that for us? Like when we turn it off? Do you think that they actually continue to evolve like without us really knowing it? Wow. Wouldn't that be know. really interesting? It would. Yeah, I am. Um... Like, like there actually is like this world <laughs> that we create inside other worlds. I, I don't know. I, I honestly, if you want my real answer, I think that every single person on this planet is running a simulation of the universe in their own head hmm. i know That's... that sounds dumb but all of reality exists only in each and every single one of our heads an entire yeah. universe and when it is extinguished an entire universe dies i think that's hmm. insane you know what i mean it, it really yeah does. absolutely our entire yeah. like my entire understanding of the universe and the world it's only contained in like a big hunk of muscle inside of a piece of bone. I think that's like really weird to think about. And you know, okay. it's not like I think the world revolves around me, but my world revolves around me without a doubt. <laughs> like, yeah, no, it's everything I think and feel and respond to is only really happening within, within my, my brain. Sure. Right? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. No, that's, that's a great answer. So yeah, that, that was your real answer. Um, that was my real, real answer. Can you, can you real, give me real. your fake? Can you give me your fake answer? My fake answer is, um, I think that it's all just a big game of duck hunt. And um, <laughs> each one of that, us is oh. just the laughing dog hiding behind a bush. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> While all the ducks around us get blasted. <laughs> I'm putting my hands explode. Yes. I'm, I'm putting my hands. Uh, We're going to have to cancel the podcast. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Dan's head just exploded. His brain is all over the place. Uh, Dan comes in. <laughs> what the hell happened in here? Yep. Oh, I'm talking about his duck hunt theory again. <laughs> it is duck hunt theory. Again. So, uh, we, I, we, yeah. We we should get to this interview, right? We were we really should. Uh, let's right. um life uh life goes on long <laughs> after the thrill of living is gone. And let me long tell you the simulation no, is done. The simulation is gone. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, man. Uh Nalani Proctor, she definitely is her own simulation of awesomeness. So mm -hmm. uh let's uh yeah, let's talk to Nalani Proctor. Can you hear that. me okay? Yes, yeah, yeah, I can turn absolutely. it up. Can you, nope. can you hear me? Can both yes. of you hear me fine? Yeah, right. you guys sound Ooh, uh, what? great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How are you doing, Nalani? I'm doing pretty good. And now yeah. I am saying that name right. Yeah, you are. 
Okay, good. You said good. it right uh, when when you talked about the music uh, in the past. I was, I was like, so. heck yes. <laughs> <laughs> People know yes. how to say my name. Um, now, I actually uh, remember you from the PB and J's when you played mm -hmm. Muscatine a couple yeah, of times. Yeah, the beef oven, I remember. The beef oh, oven, and nice. also you played that... Um, muscatine independent film festival when you oh that's right yeah, yes. yeah. Mm -hmm. when you now i only met you briefly i don't know if you right. remember but i came up and i was like mm -hmm. dude that was an awesome set and i bought your tape the yeah PBJ's tape yeah yes. and uh then i then i like walked away and did what everybody did at the beef oven and just went and socialized with 20 people right know? yeah mm -hmm. and uh don't remember any of it but um <laughs> no it's okay i was very awkward i'm still very awkward in oh yeah uh those settings so it's very much like sometimes for me it's very transactional like oh you love this music that's awesome here please take it and then i don't socialize after that because i'm mm -hmm. like uh i have a job to do that's my excuse <laughs> <laughs> sure yeah, yeah. To do. <laughs> there you go well that kind of actually uh could uh, go right into my first, well, I have a list of questions here, Ooh, like five awesome. questions. Um, and they're all really basic. I always answer the, or ask the basic questions mm -hmm. on the podcast. And then Eric, I, th I feel like you get creative with some of your questions. Uh, well, thanks for putting me on the spot. We'll see. <laughs> they're going <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll to be terrible now. Yeah. <laughs> I hope not. Uh, and I don't think they will be. Do you have no. any pets? Do you... <laughs> actually, actually yes. that is one. I'm going to write that one down. We'll come back. Okay. You write that down. We'll talk we about ask, them later. We should ask every <laughs> single guest if they've got pets. Me and right. uh, Eric, we, we, we talk about our cats. Uh, yeah. Well, we have been the last couple episodes because I just got a new kitten. Mm -hmm. And then Eric, how long have you had your cat now? Uh, we've had him just over a year now. He's a, he's a pandemic kitty. So pandemic Aww. kitty. Yeah. Sometimes you need so cuddles sweet. when the world's dying around. That's you. right. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, what, uh, what do you have for pets, Nalani? <laughs> I have two cats and then I, uh, we, we're kind of like a waypoint in our backyard for many an animal, but our two indoor cats, we have Goomba who is newer. She's like one and a half, I think, or two. We're not quite sure. She was a stray that started hanging out in our backyard last summer and then just never left and it was actually christmas on christmas she was hiding in in our garage because it was so cold mm. if you remember i don't know if you remember but it was like one of those negative degree mm. days uh and uh so we brought her inside and she was just the quietest cat and we were like okay we love her <laughs> uh mm -hmm. and then our older cat luna is seven she's black i should say goomba is like tiger striped and, mm. and leopard print at the same time. She's like all mm -hmm. the colors. Mm. And um, Luna is black, named for Sailor Moon. Mm. And she is her own cat. She doesn't like to be told what to do or she, she'll cuddle with you if she wants to. But if mm. you try to cuddle with her, she'll give you some sass. Um, and yeah. I love her so much. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. That that sounds like almost every cat I've ever owned mm -hmm. right there. I love actually. sassy cats. Yeah, yeah sassy cats, man. <laughs> um, Sorry to hijack the show and talk about pets. I no, no, I, didn't I mean love to it. Do that. So, Dan, let's hear your big first question. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm. It's it, like I said, it's a basic question. Uh, so, Nalani, uh, what got you into? Uh, playing and writing music, uh, I guess, just kind of walk us through your history of being a musician. 
an, or an artist or, you know, all these things. Sure. My parents um, are both music. Well, they were music teachers. They're both now retired, um, but they were both music teachers. And it was like a, a my mom said it was a family requirement to be in anything musical. So, um, you know, I played the flute in band from fifth grade through 12th grade. I did. They they tried to get me to do like piano and violin very young, like age five to about 10. And then they gave up because I wouldn't practice. I wouldn't do the the things that you're supposed to do. <laughs> I just wanted to play because you're a kid. Mm -hmm. And sure. Um, I think they they thought I would be a prodigy of some sort, because uh, when I, I I've been told the story that when I was five or maybe a little bit younger than that. I just know that my dad was getting his master's at the time in conducting. And so we were up in Iowa City a lot. And uh, he was listening to something. Mm, I think it was Poulenc or, you know, it's like something in the, the classical range that's like all over the place, like mm. tonal, microtonal or something like that. Mm. And uh, but he said that I would just sing it like it was nothing <laughs> apparently <laughs> as a little kid which i think little kids though are sponges so mm -hmm. i think they were just like "Ooh, exciting she could do this one thing let's push her to into that so <laughs> um so yeah i got pushed into music at, at a at a very young age and then i just never stopped like i do love singing a lot and so um i studied singing pretty much my whole life I haven't I have I, I will say that's something I would like to to get back into is like actually taking lessons for singing instead of mm -hmm. just doing my usual warm-ups that I do mm -hmm. um, but yeah I I did like I said I did band I did choir um, I majored in vocal performance in college undergraduate um, I have not done any graduate school because every time I think about it I'm like ooh, that's, that doesn't seem like any fun <laughs> uh, but um, but yeah I'm still singing obviously still making music sure I, I didn't really start playing the guitar I will say I didn't start playing uh, the guitar until I was 18 um, so I wow. felt like I started at it really late and that was more just of like a, I want to play rock or punk music like <laughs> I went to in my in my middle school years I was very much into Christian rock as mm. most uh sheltered Iowa teens are <laughs> sure. and so I remember seeing I remember going to a show here in Keokuk that uh this guy put on that was like he would try to bring in like Christian based rock music mm. and I remember the band their name was Feasel I still have their CD. It's terrible, but <laughs> I remember hearing them make like the feedback noise and hearing it for the first time in live in a live setting. Because I, my parents had taken me to like classical music concerts, and we had we had gone, um, you know, to bigger name bands or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, you know, arena rock kind of stuff. But like the the punk genre w was super new to me, like in sixth grade, you know. So I was like, I want to do that. And then I just kept asking for a guitar, and then I didn't get a guitar until like I was a senior in high school. So, oh, <laughs> um, mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, it kind of started from there. 
And then like when I went to college, that's when I started writing my own music and it was all terrible. I mean, it's all, even now, I'm sure most musicians are like, it's all terrible. It's, I still, you know, will write something and they'll be like, love it for like, you know, a little bit and then hate it. And then I'll come mm -hmm. back to it because somebody mm -hmm. will be like, that song's actually really good. And then I'll start playing it and I'll be like, oh yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing. So yeah, that's, I guess, the gist of it in a very short amount of time that I can say. You've been in quite a few projects over the years that are, mm -hmm. obviously I know finally some action mm -hmm. is definitely active. Yeah. Um, and then uh, also your solo work. Mm -hmm. um, you you talked about how you started to play guitar because you wanted to uh, kind of play punk rock. And yeah. so that was kind of like your first inclination into the world of punk, which I feel, I know that both Eric and I have had conversations about when we first, you know, started playing music. And I know that that's, Basically, I mean, that's, I think it's safe to say, Eric, we both started playing music for basically the same reasons. We were into punk rock and just kind of wanted to write yeah. our own songs and everything. Punk rock um, saved our lives, as they say. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so when you first started, was there like a music scene in Keokuk? Were you a part of that? Um, were you in bands first or did you... Were you always doing solo songs? Like, I guess, okay, when did you first start writing song, like your own songs? Uh, yeah, um, not too long after I got a guitar. And uh, it was always just, I, I never wrote necessarily for a band, hmm. but my freshman year of college, I remember like meeting up, you know, with my, classmates because the school I went to was a small school for music and so there were, I found a couple people who wanted to start a band with me mm -hmm. which was cool so I would I would start to write stuff for that but it was always like music kind of based around it was still punk like power chords and things like that but there were still like classical elements in it because we were all mm -hmm. you know learning classical stuff so and I was like, how can I sneak Pachelbel's Canon into a punk song? Which most music, <laughs> if you listen to it, is Pachelbel's Canon. <laughs> really, it's it's the same chord progression. Um, but yeah, you know, I wanted to play punk rock, but I found out really quickly that like I tend, I always already tended to write in that singer songwriter style. Um, it was all like very emo driven emotion emotional driven and so even though like the chord structure was punk the lyrical structure was like emo but as for like music scene so uh we kind of had to at, at at the school that i was going to because i went to a small christian school in iowa um for college from like starting around 2003 and there we had to make our own scene because it was super small, um, we kind of found the punks that were going to the school and then like they made a club and then bands would come to the school and play. So they, they we ended up creating a scene there um, in Keokuk. Uh, I believe, was music at, the, music at the Mall a thing yet? Hmm. I want to say yes. I don't know. Did you all ever make it down to Keokuk for music at the mall? No, but... Alex from Closet Witch always talks about it, him and Royce. Yeah. And also um, the band who I play with now, our drummer, 
Jeff Carl. He was yes. he played in a band called Trash and the Time Bombs. Yeah. That played at Music in the Mall, I believe. Yeah. Fairly frequently, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was a flash in the pan for sure. It was definitely like mm. I remember um the the guy that, that started it, Bryce Circle. Mm-hmm. When he had lived here, he was like, let's he he basically like kind of started that particular venue i guess you could call it because it was all there was no all ages venues it was only bars mm-hmm. and and now it's back to really being only bars before that you know we would before that that venue started we would try to throw our own shows but there was no like scene you know what i mean mm-hmm. like there wasn't shows every weekend or sure there wasn't houses having shows all the time you know we would have our band um Handbook for the Recently Deceased, which uh, my partner Dustin and I, and then a couple friends, Luke and Evan, were in. That was like post hardcore. We would like throw a show at the Gate City Seed Heights, which was literally just a room above um, a plant shop. <laughs> and, and oh, we that like... sounds awesome. <laughs> now, unfortunately, it was like the it, it's the worst stairs. So like any meme <laughs> that you've seen with the worst stairs, that was what it was like l- lugging all <laughs> that stuff picture up there, was taken right? there. Yeah. yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Just saying, it's like that. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> and so and this then, was above a plant store. Is that what yes, you said? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And the plant store is still there, and that space is still there. But I think it's rented out by like a dance studio now. Oh, Did the plants oh. mutate and grow and break windows oh, and start gosh. like? Wouldn't that's that what I was reacting to the music. You know, kind of like uh, that Plantasia record. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe it was kind of like that that they it helped them grow. But <laughs> well, I, w- I was thinking an episode of the Ninja Turtles. Of course oh. you were, Dan. <laughs> yeah, that, That's Jeez. what I was thinking. The one where uh, the pizza plants. Anyway, go on. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. No, uh, no. That, that tickled that. me for some reason. Hmm. <laughs> pizza plants. All right. I like how you described that as that tickling you. <laughs> oh. Now, now I, I want pizza. Yeah. 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 Well, when you mention pizza and plants and you mm. put them together, it's really yeah. funny. Yeah. That's my tickle trigger right there <laughs> tickle trigger oh my god okay sorry no, no, no. Go ahead. <laughs> now we now now we're making Melanie lose her thought t- yeah tickle trigger is now in my vocabulary forever i'm Absolutely. never not gonna say that oh, yeah we're... boy <clears throat> um but yeah music at the mall you know bryce started music at the mall basically just throwing shows i don't know how he he had an in with the mall owner but he would at first once a month have a show or once every other month have a show in the literal hall of the mall and we had like even back then it was a dead or dying mall Mm -hmm. uh it's a fully dead mall now Mm -hmm. but then there was still stores and a movie theater and um so we would have it down on the end of the mall that was already dead where there wasn't anything Mm -hmm. and then uh eventually he managed to get a space on that same side of the mall but it was like we used to have a high like myers furniture store mm-hmm. and the back room of it was like its own area i guess so because the the high like myers furniture store had been cut off and it was leaking horribly and probably full of black mold but we would be in that back area and it had its own door but it had no heat luckily it had it did have bathrooms um so winter shows were like the worst 
Uh, but Bryce was originally from Michigan, so he'd be like, "This is nothing. We used to have yeah. <laughs> we used to have shows in barns and negative thirty degree weather." I'm like, "Yeah, but we're inside of a building right Whoa. now." <laughs> so we would literally have to open the, like in between bands. We would open doors so mm-hmm. that the heat from the mall would we would try to waft the heat from the mall into the room. <laughs> It was ridiculous. Wowzers. That's DIY as hell. Yeah, it was super DIY. Alex was like a big part of getting the the sound set up there. He kind of became the manager. Like we were always there, like kind of being like security. I don't know. We were maybe too young. We were, it was children leading children essentially, right? Because it was mm-hmm. all ages. So we're college age kids and then like middle school and high school kids would come and it became like this awesome space for a good few years. It had a great run. And then it dropped off because like a lot of the kids that were coming were graduating and going to college, but new kids weren't coming. So eventually we just, you know, it it it, it had to stop, which all good things do have to come to an end. Mm-hmm. But it was sure. a great it was a great time when it was happening. Nice. Wow, it sounds like you had a really uh a much cooler uh DIY music scene than Muscatine. It was it 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 had its moments. <laughs> it had its moment. I don't yeah. know Muscatine. I feel like I loved the beef oven. Well, yeah, but the beef oven was a very much later example. Mm-hmm. Like earlier, see, like <laughs> we didn't have a central venue in Muscatine. We we had to we had to scrape together. Uh, like, what about the Muscatine Center, Dan? You're talking about the MCSA. That's now the MCSA. Is that what you're talking about or what? I just wanted to say Muscatine. I didn't know if you were like holding my leg. Eric Eric does this all the time. He makes stuff up and makes me believe him. And I'm gullible. And but, I'm a liar. Uh, so it works out really well. But anyway, okay. So yeah, the Muscatine Center, which I, I must be too young to remember that. Yeah. Is, is that a real is that is that a real thing, Eric? It is. Yeah, that okay. was where I, I booked my first show. Um, did you have to pay money for the venue? Cause I know that that like, yeah, we had to rent it. See, mm-hmm. like when, when I was kind of doing it, like, yeah, it was just a bunch of like, we, we would randomly like rent out like the mm-hmm. MCSA or the armory. Mm-hmm. And then when, you know, Corey got involved, uh, you know, in booking shows that happened, like it almost seemed like every weekend at like a different mm-hmm. venue, yeah. but yeah, we never had like any, like, like central venue, like music at the mall like i can't mm-hmm. really think of like we can only say hey do you remember that show that happened at knights of columbus right yeah well but I'm yeah sure muscatine similar to keokuk must also have like uh you know some sort of music scene before even those because like keokuk is a music town um it has like rolling on the river which is a blues festival that happens every year it's got uh actually you know around the time of music at the mall they started a festival called Back Alley Band Fest, mm-hmm. um, which is just like, quote unquote, local bands. Mostly it's cover bands because Keokuk is a very mm-hmm. cover band heavy. Well, you know, Iowa. As or, is Muscatine. Yeah, That was the music um, scene that existed yeah. before um, Eric kind Eric, Eric, like you kind of sort of had a hand, I think, in the first wave. And then kind yes. of, we all just kind of- mm-hmm. Before followed. that, yeah, it was cover bands. I mean, yeah. legit just cover bands. And we did yeah. have festivals or whatever, like Great River Days, but those were always just cover bands too. Right, so, yeah. sure. But we've covered that uh, 
ad nauseum on this show. Yeah, like, sure. Oh, yeah. We should talk to Nolani. <laughs> yeah, we definitely should. We definitely should well, talk to You know, I you know what? I, you were talking about Muscatine, and I, I was just thinking my very first, my very first show in Muscatine was actually at the library. Oh. I played with, uh, it was one of my first shows ever playing. Mm-hmm. And I played a solo show, and I played with like one other guy. I do not remember who he is, hmm. uh, but that's cool. Um, so that was like, um, would you? Was that just like a solo? You said that was a solo show. Yeah, it was so just, just a solo show, and yeah. I remember it uh, vividly because I had just changed my strings, and so my guitar oh. was out of tune uh, <laughs> yeah. during every song. Oh, yeah. and it was like really terrible. Wow, <laughs> you know, I, yeah. had, I had no idea that you played at the at the Musser Public Library. Yeah. Had you been playing for a little while at that point on your own? Uh, just a little bit. You know, it probably would have been earlier than that because mm. I I feel like I hadn't played many shows. My very first mm. show like ever was like at some somebody's festival at their house and uh, the middle of nowhere, Missouri. I, I don't remember that, but I do remember like playing and being super nervous. So I was talking a lot. Mm-hmm. and just like somebody heckling me and being like Aww. okay and then no but i mean that's a great i mean i think that's kind of a good like hey you know get it together <laughs> kind of kind of uh, yeah. yeah so absolutely so yeah. aside from your your solo work um there's also the uh synth wave or electronic side to you which is the finally some action and you even incorporate some of that stuff into your solo work when did that kind of start becoming like start coming into play with like your musical projects so dustin started because dustin is like the main instrumentalist for finally some action and he started writing our first album three years before it even came out Mm. he he did inspire me to start kind of like playing around with logic pro 10 which is the the digital audio workstation that i use from there then i kind of moved into doing some other i call it experimental i don't know if it's necessarily experimental but just you know different kind of synth wavy uh music under the moniker cancer leo and then we obviously collaborate on like he'll he'll put down some sort of idea and i'll be like yeah great how does this melody sound? You know, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. So, or, or he'll just write the whole thing and he'll kind of sing to me what he thinks it should be like. And then I will sing it. And he's like, yes, do, do it that way. Not the way I sang it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but we, we really wanted to like make music about things that we loved. And finally, some action is very eighties heavy inspired, a lot of pop media uh, pop culture yeah. that's one thing yeah. i really like about it i think just in our slight interactions online and mm-hmm. just kind of going through your stuff i think we both have a pretty healthy love of horror and that's one thing i really i really love finally some action by the way Thank um you. but i noticed that when when people say the term synth wave it's almost completely synonymous with john carpenter that i don't always get out of finally some action it's not always horror sounding it's more pop sounding yeah and um i actually for as much as i love horror i really appreciate (laughs) that as well because yeah it's so the synth wave scene seems flooded with just horror score music and so 
to yeah, hear some pop think, is really cool. I think it's interesting because and synthwave purists, like people in that that kind of family or you know that really pay attention to that musical genre, mm -hmm. they like really get down to the nitty gritty of like, well, what exactly is the genre of this right. music? And synthwave, even though we say, yes, we are synthwave or retrowave, mm -hmm. technically we're not, we're synth pop because there's yeah. singing. Right. And <laughs> yeah. you can't have singing in synthwave for some reason. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> can't we all just love synths? I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the, horror, the horror side of your writing, I really enjoy too. That's actually... My introduction to you was the PBJs and that uh, horror mm. love video mm -hmm. that you did. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was well, absolutely fantastic. And that's that was that was easy to do because uh, the drummer of that act, Jason Bollinger, is the other half of uh, Prescribed Films. Well, the I should say the a co-director of Prescribed Films, which is a mm. film group based out of Atumwa. And so they do horror movies or genre films specifically. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was easy to be like, hey, I wrote this song about horror movies. Mm -hmm. And then he went to his uh, co-creator and they were like, let's make, here it is. Here's the, here's the, the music video that we're going to make. And then we nice. did it. And actually after doing that music video, I got Poison Ivy real bad. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact. Oh, wow. <laughs> And that's the real <laughs> horror of it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that was. No, but that yeah. was fun. That was a fun music video to shoot. Yeah, a lot, a lot of good times with that band, and and just like because they they do horror genre films, and then they also do um, a podcast that we wrote music for uh, before. That's like horror, you know, based synth. Oh music God. and what is this um, podcast called <laughs> oh it's it's called attack of the killer podcast okay mm -hmm. great and so yeah i don't know there's a lot of horror fans in iowa <laughs> uh hey nilani i do yes. actually have a specific question about one of your albums uh because okay. i was also i was going through your discography and you know, listening to um, like the Circuits of Time EP and mm -hmm. from Finally Some Action. And then mm -hmm. a lot of your, that song, Circle Pit, the first song on your, uh, yeah, your, I, I'm assuming that was your first album. That's, that's a yeah. great, great song. Definitely. I can hear the punk influence in that, but it seems to me that there was a record in your discography that uh, just kind of what I read about it, that you uh, talked about kind of seemed like almost like a, um, a uh, very like I guess relevant record in your I guess growth musical growth and that's the album Nothing. Yeah, I listened to that record and it's fantastic. I have to say it's thank you some of my favorite work. Maybe, maybe I'm just reading too much into it, but what I kind of read was that this it was kind of like a labor of love for you, and you kind of felt like that was a leading up to writing a record kind of like that. Is that kind of or am I misinterpreting the no, whole thing? No, yeah, it is because I, uh, for the album Nothing, I had like written a, a bunch of songs and then just threw them all away. Um, because during that time period, we we lost uh, Dustin's mom to mm. cancer. And that was a big blow for us because uh, she was like everything, <laughs> you know? So yeah. so uh, we, we had that, that happen. Um, we had just moved and moving can be stressful. I had stopped 
playing in other bands at that Mm -hmm. time as well. So it was like a lot of emotional things that I didn't really have a place to put it. And then I was like, duh, you're a songwriter. You can just (laughs) do it. So, Mm -hmm. so like a lot of these, the, the album itself, you know, when I was writing the songs, they were just kind of coming out, but I didn't like have a, a clear vision of it until I realized that some of them started working together as a story. Hmm. And the, the the whole album is supposed to be like a day to night cycle, essentially, mm-hmm. um, you know, waking up in the morning, going through your day. Most most folks you know, experience some sort of emotional roller coaster in the day, even if we don't want to, mm-hmm. you know, like that 2 p.m. What is that called? Where you're just like really tired. Like the crash. Um, crash yeah, yeah, the burn. 2 p.m. crash. Um, and then you're like coming back up. There was a cut like Little Bird, the first song on the album I wrote during the last two weeks of uh, Dustin's mom's life. Like... I finished and I started it and then like kind of finished it like right after she passed away. Mm. Um, Writer's Block. That was the first song I had written after having like a full like year of not being able to write anything. So that one was like very real and visceral. Um, The uh, guitar tone on that one in particular that it's almost got like a. Did you listen to that song by any chance, Eric? No, no, I didn't. Unfortunately. Oh, okay, that song sounds like I missed I think, out. It's not. It's okay. <laughs> uh, the, I, I'm gonna say this, because it, it's got like some a little bit of a a twang reverb thing to it, and oh. Eric loves twang and reverb. Yes. It is a total to me, Nalani. It is a total standout track, and that entire album. Oh, awesome stood out to me anyway like that's why i'm kind of asking you about it because it just it seemed like maybe a new beginning maybe that sounds kind of a little no yeah i I would say that because i did it i like really pushed myself on this album i know like it's old hat now that that's one person does everything um but you know at the time i was also kind of going through this existential crisis and like Mm -hmm. like i didn't know I didn't know that I could do everything and then I just kind of pushed myself to do it and so kind of like the editing of it and adding in like oh how do I make you know this sound go into the next track so that it just leads right into it instead of this track ends next track starts because I wanted to do a lot of like you're gonna listen to the whole album as one thing you're you're talking about the guitar tone like i really like fussed over it i didn't i just said oh this sounds cool this is the one i want <laughs> which is i mean that that's that's how you get i mean yeah, in my that's the way to do it that's the way to do it that's how that's how yeah. it always happens with me because mm-hmm. i know nothing you can ask eric i know nothing about audio <laughs> like yeah. editing audio sound anything like yeah did you enjoy doing that all on your own then and have you have you can you've continued to do that since yeah right yeah Yeah. i i i really did because before that you know i would go um i was working with travis atkinson who's based in centerville and he did my first album and uh then i was going to go back and like stuff kind of fell to the wayside and didn't really work out in the way that i wanted to Mm -hmm. and then i had worked with um jason who I was in the PBJs with, uh, he also records stuff. And so I was working with him and like, 
the back and forth sometimes mm -hmm. with other musicians and and recording engineers um you know i'm sometimes i would just be so impatient mm -hmm. <laughs> so oh, i yeah. was just like just you know the the only person you can be impatient with if you're doing everything is yourself mm -hmm. and so like after i remember after like re like finishing recording nothing i <laughs> still had like all this energy to like record and stuff like that and so that's when i started doing um uh, my other like side uh, synth project cancer leo because mm -hmm. i was like hey i'm i'm still in the mood to record so let's just do something let's just make something that you've never done before and yeah. so so there was that and then it kind of sp spawned like okay let's go back and forth between the two so i literally like having an outlet of like the singer songwriter mm -hmm. flowery lyrics um and then just like weirdo let's take sound samples and smush them together and maybe mm -hmm. something will work but yeah. Um, yeah, well, that totally makes sense. Uh, the way you described nothing and how it's a record where you're kind of coming down from writer's block mm -hmm. and it's supposed to kind of like take you through this journey of like a day and like the opening track, Little Bird. I mean, that almost sounds like an and then I hear the alarm clock throughout yeah. the record, too. So yeah. that totally makes sense. I wanted to quickly touch on uh, the band depression because i have yeah. a question that mm -hmm. is a band uh, that you were in with alex right yeah 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 so we started okay. uh it was dustin myself and alex dustin playing drums i'm on guitar and, and alex was playing bass and we did that we like kind of just i just wanted to start a band just to like have another punk band um and we literally just practiced for like a year and a half just for mm -hmm. fun and then mm -hmm. finally we're like, well, I guess we could play a show. <laughs> then we play some shows. And then and then stuff I think uh stuff really started taking off for Closet Witch. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so Alex uh left and Mia came in, Mia Cesar. Mm -hmm. And so she uh like really just fell right in. There was no no issue and so I would love for us to come back uh, and get together someday, eventually, mm -hmm. um, start playing again, because we really haven't haven't played in a band setting since COVID, you know? So, sure. Um, eventually, when yeah. we're all feeling a little bit more be uh, better about it, I would like for us to get back out there and just... I like I like that band a lot, because there's really no, like expectations mm -hmm. it's very it's very for me it's very raw and like i'm gonna scream yell and hmm. let out all my frustrations and nice. yeah have you all uh recorded anything or we have not okay that's why i was not able to find like it. i said that there's no expectations <laughs> we're very lazy <laughs> so who did you say who did you say is playing in that right now then? it is myself and dustin and mia okay cool Awesome. I love I love Mia. Um, yeah, one of the which nicest people I've I've met in a long time, and I desperately want to play music with her, but it just has yes. not worked out yet. So yeah, I I do love that. You know, for a little while there, I guess it only lasted for about a year, if that. But you know, Mia and Chris Hall um, had started the Hole, another mm -hmm. all ages music oh, yeah. venue here, for just like. The, sm the smallest amount of time that one was truly like a blank and it was gone but 
you know, circumstances happen. And- yeah. This was an awesome, awesome conversation. Yeah. Ronnie, thank you for doing yeah. this. Of course. Um, Anytime. Yeah. I hope to see you, uh, you know, live again at some point, uh, whether that would be in your solo work, finally some action. Well, I, I have yeah. uh, watched the finally some action live stream that mm-hmm. is on your YouTube channel. Oh yeah. man. I was going to ask about, uh, Twitch mm-hmm. because I still am. Can. Oh, <laughs> no. So like I, I do play music on, on my Twitch, mm-hmm. um, every Friday and Sunday. And okay. then I do other things on other days. Like I make, I've been in, in the, in the midst of the pandemic, I've been getting into making miniature buildings oh, cool. um, mm. from, from kits and from scratch. Mm-hmm. So I will stream that. I've been painting Bob Ross paintings. Oh, wow. So, nice. but I do a challenge with it where I won't look at what he's doing. I will only listen to what he's doing. Cause oh, I think yeah. like most people I've, I've watched a fair few of his videos. And so mm-hmm. like, I kind of like understand what he's doing, but it's always with, you know, there's some, something to it. So like people can play sound alerts and mask his voice. So I can't hear anything. And then it becomes a psychic oh, wow. challenge. Just make it up as you go along. So they're interacting in real time too. Yeah. 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 So I, wow. I really like it though, because there it's yeah. a very interactive space um but it's a it's a safe you know like if we're in a bar i i i think of it almost like you're in a you're in a public bar people Mm -hmm. come and go the only difference is that you're chatting the whole time and it's not a nuisance to the performer so as a performer you know there's there's people chatting and they're Mm -hmm. like throwing up little emoticons that Mm. that are like dancing or they're uh i have these gifts people can do dancing gifts and so they can do that so it's like people are interacting it's um it's pretty fun it can be pretty fun it's just it's it's just been really fun to to be able to be like hey i'm gonna play music for this person who lives in canada this person who is in uh brazil or you know like that's what got me Mm-hmm. That's what kept me doing it is because um, I could talk with these people all over the world. Yeah. And like, you know, it's great to play a, like a IRL in real life live show, mm-hmm. but um, there's only so much interaction before and after right. the, the, the performance. Yeah. Whereas like with Twitch, it's all at once. So like, yeah, I could play a song. Some people could be having this conversation and then after the song, I can be like, okay, let me read the conversation that's happening over here and, and respond inter- and respond. Wow. So, yeah. um, that's and then cool. obviously, you know, there's hecklers and then we just mm-hmm. kick them out. Yeah, <laughs> sure. That is amazing. Uh, what yeah. time do you play on Friday and Sunday? The music on Fridays, I usually play at seven, uh, around 7 PM central standard time. Mm-hmm. Um, Sundays it depends, it depends, but usually it's at 2 PM central cool. standard time. Hmm. Uh, this week, I will not be playing on Friday, but I am playing on Sunday and then I'll be back on a regular schedule. So cool. Cool. Do you still do your, uh, uh, baking melodies at all? (laughs) No, I have. So the last one I actually did with my friend Kayla Lohman who does artwork. Um, and we did that over zoom. Um, I haven't, I, I keep thinking about, I want to do it, but I just haven't been comfortable like bringing people into the house to do something like that. Um, cause it's food related. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, but man, it would be cool to to start it up again. I, 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 I 
I have been cooking on Twitch as well. Like I'll do a, a cooking stream every once in a while. So <laughs> it's like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I remember so that we, episode. We need like, had, um, oh. I'm sorry to find you. No, that's okay. How do we find you? <laughs> oh, that's a great question. So I don't know why I didn't just use my name because I didn't, but <laughs> yeah. I, uh, my Twitch is uh, twitch.tv forward slash unfocused, U-N-F-O-C-U-S-E-D, in I-A, like in Iowa, but I-N-I-A. It is a mix of like originals and covers and people do do give me song requests. I have a song list that people can go to oh, and be like, sweet. I would like to hear this so you can request stuff. I've, I've been trying to do a lot more like 80s and 90s because mm -hmm. that's kind of you know my youth so it's very sure. nostalgic mm -hmm. um in in october spooky month i had dressed up for every every stream and oh. also tried my best to like learn nightmare before christmas songs which i mm. guess technically christmas is coming up so those songs are yeah still still, still relevant still yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 so other than Sweet. twitch what else do you have coming up anything else Any um releases so or shows? Uh, no shows at the moment, um, but this month I've been doing, well, I've been trying my best to write a song every day as mm. for, for mm -hmm. a new song November, which I believe, uh, I don't know necessarily if, if Lily Dete started it, but she's the first our Iowa artist that I saw do it a couple mm -hmm. years ago. Um, and so I'm kind of following in that and I've just been trying to write a song every day this month. And then I will post those to my Patreon. Um, and it's, man, writing a song every day is really difficult. I bet. It's all yeah. garbage. <laughs> it's all garbage. <laughs> it feel, well, it feels like that. I know there's some like snippets of parts where I'm like, I like that. I'm going to rework that in the future. But uh, I'm hoping to put something like an actual album or something out um, by next summer. So. Mm -hmm. That's that's kind of what I'm working on. Whether or not that actually happens, we'll see. But if sure. I do that, then it will, you know, there'll be a show and nice. uh, touring and all that jazz. Well, maybe we can have you back then. That would be great. Yeah, that would be great. awesome. Yeah. Love, well, thank you love, so much love again. Love chatting, yeah. horror, and anything <laughs> and everything. Well, I can't wait till you come around or somehow Dan or I or both make it your way. And yeah. Yeah, hopefully we'll get to talk to you again soon. Do you see Alex very often? I'm about to see him. <laughs> like oh, well, tell, <laughs> tell him tell him that the accelerative thrust says hi. I yeah. will. I will. Nice. <laughs> cool, cool. All right, cool. Well, um, yeah, I guess we'll just talk to you later then. Thanks again, okay. Nalani. Thank you. Thanks Sounds for good. Me. Yes, Bye. have a good night, Nalani. You too. Bye. Bye. Awesome. Okay, so before we go, let's uh, talk about the calendar of what's coming up um, most of the shows are sort of all clustered in the same general time frame so tonight ton nguyen uh and death bag who is gabby van eck and chris wersma um that'll be going on at the trumpet blossom so we're talking about thursday the 11th friday the 12th i don't know these groups but they're local and it's a show and it's happening it's sorry pluto the slow retreat and 404 that's at the octopus in cedar falls again on friday the 12th 
uh, Saturday the 13th. We have a few shows. Fathom, Heavyweight, Drowning Life, Vestige, and Crimson Clean Sweep. It's going to be happening at the Blackhawk Room in Moline, Illinois. Then we have a real nice metal show for you. Exhumed, Creeping mm. Death, Bewitcher, and Enforced. Uh, that's going to be at the Raccoon Motel in Davenport. And then Dead Coast presents Darren Bradbury with Brian Johansson. That's happening on the 13th as well. That's happening at the Trumpet Blossom. Unfortunately, I didn't find much else happening. I've checked all the places I check, all the groups that I checked, even Queensryche Anonymous, and I just wasn't able to come up with a lot. If you have shows coming up, please let us know. You can message um, any of the Accelerative Thrust pages or even my page, um, whatever. It doesn't matter. Or like I said... Yep. Um, you could go to uh, Queensryche Anonymous or Google Box. <laughs> Those are both up and running uh, as of right now. And so anyway, yeah, go ahead and uh, let me know some shows that are happening. I don't mind not having shows to report, but when I find out like two days later that some sick ass show happened, it's always like kind of disappointing. So sure. Yeah. So y'all let me know. All right. Well, nonetheless, that sounds like uh, some interesting stuff happening. Yeah. Not to belittle uh, these shows. They're all, these are sweet shows. Yeah. But, there's a, there's a lot happening in Iowa these days. Yeah. For so sure. that's, that's really cool. Now exhumed. They're kind of a, mm -hmm. like a, they're not from here, right? They're no. kind of like a bigger, like, aren't, aren't they like a relapsed death metal band or something? Yeah, they are. They've been around a long time and they're sweet. So. sweet yeah and yeah. then that uh death bag that sounds really awesome mm -hmm. gabby uh yeah um so yeah death all kinds of stuff going awesome. on yes so you've seen you've seen death bag before yeah i did get to awesome. see them at a basement show a while ago and um it was cool it's really i mean you know it's uh noise and bassoon also running through a bunch of effects and pedals and then yeah, it's um, a barrage, as they say, of uh, of noise. Good stuff. Awesome. Yeah. Good stuff for sure. Good stuff for sure. So um, where does that leave us, Eric? Is uh, everyone going to have a good week, do you think? I don't know. Depends on who's playing playing the duck hunt game, I guess. Yeah. Wow. I just looked at my computer and uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the date. Yes. The date is 9-11 on my computer wow yeah uh, today is what november oh okay 9th. i know why it is oh. all right so it says 9-11 but i guess like but it's 11 9 11 9 but the 11 and 9 are backwards that's freaky so 11 9 you can sort of forget is that the idea? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 11 9 after 11 9 we can get get back to the uh you know meaningless bs of real life oh, I, guess. I hope so i hope someday <laughs> i hope someday we can just wake up and go man what's going on nothing oh great you know that's amazing so cool yeah 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 like no none of this stuff none of no, no things happening yeah no I'm sick of this stuff 
Let's, I'm tired of things. Let's cool it on the stuff. Who's ever yeah. running this simulation? Cool it on the stuff and no things. Yeah. No things, no stuff. That, no. that should <laughs> that should be our new our new chant, Eric. Yeah. No things, no stuff. No things, no stuff. Or yeah. no stuff, no things. I don't know which one yeah. sounds. No better, things but, but trouble. That's what I say. No things but trouble. There we go. Oh geez. Oh, um okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, ladies let's, and gentlemen. Uh, so next week, get ready for the hair metal special. Hair metal. We're gonna go all Brett yeah. Michaels and D Snyder and Vince Neal on you. Oh yeah, that's like my top three right there. So yeah. no surprises. I'm just kidding. We're gonna have so <laughs> many surprises. Yeah, so many. It's gonna be like unbelievable. We yeah. may even have a special guest uh who is just one of us with a different voice. What? <laughs> you heard you it here know. first, folks. You heard it here first. No secrets. No secrets. All right, ladies. Oh my so God. Okay. You all have a good week. Bye. Bye. piss off the goo goo dolls i hear they're very very angry <laughs>